Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Happy Friday, football fans, and welcome into another edition of of the Chase Podcast. I'm Isaac Sines, and I thank you for joining me. In today's episode, NFL defensive tackle Jarrell Worthy joins me to preview and analyze Sunday's slate of games. The Ravens have won three straight games and will look to continue their playoff push when they take on the Chiefs on Sunday. While facing the Chiefs is a challenge in itself, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh says playing at Arrowhead Stadium is a whole other experience. Kansas City is very loud. It's 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 great. It's great environment. It's one of those environments you love going into in this league. It's what you do this job for. So, yeah, it's it's awesome place to play. It'll be loud. They'll be into it. Their team is winning. This will be a big game. It's it's going to be. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to that. That's uh, something that you really. Kind of relish. The Eagles knocked off two division opponents in back-to-back weeks and will be seeking a big victory over the Cowboys in Week 14. With a short week to prepare for Dallas, center Jason Kelsey expressed the importance of staying fresh for a crucial road game. You know, obviously we want to be fresh for this game. Uh, it's, it's a big one for us. It's a big one for Dallas. Uh, the last thing we want to do is overwork ourselves in the middle of the week. The Bears had their five-game win streak snapped in Week 13, but now have their focus on beating the Rams at Soldier Field. The Bears are aware of the Rams' talented defense, but that doesn't alter their confidence level entering Sunday's game. Running back Tariq Cohen says he doesn't have any concerns going up against LA's front seven and looks forward to the challenge. Uh, they have great defense. They got a great front four. Uh, that's nothing that concerns me, though. You know, I'm ready uh, to go against them. Uh, they have a good defense, so I'm up for the challenge, like I said. I will discuss all that and more coming up in the latest episode of the Chase Podcast. The Fall is another production of the Chase Podcast, covering the latest news and analysis around the National Football League. Turn the volume up. The chase is on and the chase is 
fly. Now, let's save it to your Good afternoon. It is December 7th on the Chase Podcast. Isaac Signs here with you. And on the line, NFL defensive tackle Jarrell Worthy once again joins the Chase Podcast on a Friday episode to preview Sunday's games. So, Jarrell, I know you got a lot going on today, man, but I appreciate you uh, taking the time to join me yet again. And how are you doing as we prepare for this weekend? Uh, man, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm excited for uh, for football on Sunday. I'm excited for Christmas coming up. Uh, got a lot of things planned. Um, and very excited uh, for the up, upcoming weeks. So um, I'm ready. So I want to preview, as we typically do on Fridays, I like to preview some matchups a little bit, provide a little more in-depth analysis, and then we'll close out the show doing a rundown with the other matchups ahead here in week number 14. But the first game that I want to get into is this Baltimore Ravens at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Ravens are 7-5, the Chiefs are 10-2. And man, Jarrell, the, the AFC playoff picture is starting to get a little bit interesting. It's that time of the year where we're starting to see some teams get a little bit hot while some other teams are falling off. But Lamar Jackson, he's slated to make his fourth consecutive start on Sunday in Kansas City. And this Ravens team has won all three games that Jackson has been under center. When looking at this matchup, what are your initial thoughts? Man, these are... uh two great juggernauts going at it on Sunday. Uh, Baltimore, with their defense, it, it normally travels well when they're on the road. Uh, whether they're at home on the road, they normally play great defense um, going up against a juggernaut um, offensively in Kansas City um, who plays uh, dominant football when they're at home. Uh, this is going to be a very interesting matchup. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson adds a little bit of a twist to it, um, you know, because uh, D. Ford and, and, and uh, Justin Houston are very great at uh, rushing the passer. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, given that scramble ability that Lamar Jackson brings to the table, it definitely uh, can put pressure um, on their defense um, going into Sunday. Yeah, and one thing about this, Jarrell, is it's a little interesting, some some things going on in Baltimore. You know, Joe Flacco's been out with that hip injury, and there's been a lot of speculation about, hey, you know, what's going to happen when – Flacco does get that clearance to return on Sunday. Will the Ravens go back to him or will they ride the hot hand, so to speak, with Lamar Jackson? And now you look at Lamar Jackson's stats. He's completing 59.7% of his passes, 540 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. But as you just talked about, his ability to scramble is really what is setting him apart for the Baltimore Ravens. But this is a Chiefs team that really has struggled on defense as well. And so you look at Baltimore's identity. They like to run the ball, make sure they're controlling the time of possession, especially against Patrick Mahomes, who continues to play lights out. So I think this is going to be the key, Drew. I think if Baltimore can establish that run game and really put some pressure on Kansas City's defense, then we may have ourselves an intriguing one on Sunday. Absolutely. Um, like I said before, man, uh, it, it all depends really uh, if, if 
Baltimore comes to play defensively and can hold uh, Kansas City uh, under 21 points, then they definitely have a chance to score uh, to win that game. Um, if, if Kansas City scores anything over 21 points, I, I think uh, I think that uh, that they'll definitely uh, win that game. I don't think offensively. Uh, Baltimore will have enough to really keep up. I understand that Lamar Jackson's going to have some, you know, outstanding plays. He's a phenomenal player. Uh, he's going to be able to do some things that um, Andy Reid won't be able to game plan for. But, um, you know, if, if Kansas City's rolling like they have been offensively, uh, it, I think that they'll be able to win a, uh, win any shootout uh, with, with, with Baltimore. So I definitely look for Kansas City to go out there and pull out the win. Um, but, if Kansas, but if Baltimore comes and plays great defense – and um, look for Baltimore to have a shot late in the game. And before I uh, get to your score prediction, I'll give mine for this game. I wanted to just briefly talk about this matchup between Travis Kelsey going up against Eric Weddle and Tony Jefferson, the safeties for Baltimore. Now defensively, the Ravens, they're number one in the league, second against the pass. They're just allowing 18 points a game. So, Kelsey, you look at this tight end. We've talked about him before, you and I. He's got 79 receptions, 1,000-plus yards receiving, and a career-high nine touchdowns this season. And, you know, this is really interesting because Weddle and Jefferson, I think they're one of the best safety duos in the NFL. They're both veterans. They are aware of what's going on on the field. And so I'm assuming that one of these guys will be carrying Travis Kelsey over the middle throughout the course of this game. And I think the combo of their skill set maybe gives Baltimore a good chance at not completely (coughs) stopping Kelsey, because I think that's impossible to do. But maybe they can limit his production over the middle. It may give uh, this Baltimore Ravens defense a little bit more of a surge to pin their ears and get after Mahomes in the pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if uh, Jefferson, um, I personally think Jefferson would be the guy. If it'd be more man coverage um, on Kelsey, I definitely think uh, Jefferson would be the guy that sticks with him uh, throughout the course of the game, um, just due to the physicality that he plays with over Weddle. Um, I think they'll allow Weddle to kind of uh, roam free um, in the back end um, to be able to to take uh, those deep routes away uh, from Tariq Hill and the, and the rest of those guys they have that can that are burners on their offense and and uh, <clears throat> you know I, I definitely he has a lot of great ball skill you know he has great ball skills um, in the back end when um, when uh, the ball's up in the air so um, if Jefferson can, can play great man coverage um, if he can be physical with him um, get help get Kelsey into some uncomfortable situations um, he's been. He's been in some situations before where um, there's been, you know, where he's been uncomfortable and, uh, you know, he's allowed his emotions to kind of, you know, either uh, fuel him for the game or kind of take him out of the game. And so, um, you know, you never know which one you're going to get when it comes to playing with passion. So um, if, if Jefferson can play well and man coverage, then, then that would be key for Baltimore defensively. Now, you know, Jarrell, what happened with uh, Kareem Hunt, he's no longer in Kansas City. And now they have Spencer Ware. They brought back a familiar face with Charkandrick West. And they're going to roll with the running back by committee there in Kansas City. In fact, they signed Kelvin Benjamin, another weapon for Patrick Mahomes, excuse me, on uh, Thursday night. So I just want to ask you, the impact of Kareem Hunt and him not being a part of this offense any longer, 
Do you think that's going to hinder Kansas City at all as they get ready for the playoffs? Um, to be honest with you, no. Um, Spencer Ware is a valuable uh, running back, and I definitely believe he has the skill set to uh, deliver uh, um, <clears throat> uh, close to the, the stats that Kareem Hunt can produce. Um, you know, Kareem Hunt's a really big – He's a really big back. Um, he's great out the backfield, catching the football. It's great in the run game. Um, I think what makes him um, a little bit better than, you know, Spencer Ware is, is those yards after contact. Um, you know, he's able to, to, to throw off two or three guys and, um, you know, and fight for extra yards. And, you know, where Spencer Ware is a little bit of a shiftier back, um, you know, he can make a guy miss. But uh, to be able to break those two and three guy tackles, um, I don't necessarily see it in his game. But he's definitely a valuable running back that uh, they can get you the necessary yards required in that offense to be successful. All right. Well, I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit on that. But now for the score prediction, I'll go ahead and give mine for you. I think I'm going to roll with the upset, man. I understand Kansas City, their favorites at Arrowhead. They're a difficult team. They've won all their home games this season. But I think Baltimore, they're riding high on that three-game win streak. I think they'll find a way with Gus Edwards, who's been running the ball really well for them, on top of a dominant defensive performance to limit Kansas City just enough because I think Baltimore, they need this game at 7-5. and five. They know the AFC wildcard is heating up, especially with Tennessee winning on Thursday night. I give them the win 27-24 over Kansas City. What's your score? Man, hey, look, I thought you were gonna give. I thought you were gonna give the same prediction as me. Um, I actually too have them in an upset. Um, I think Baltimore's gonna come in with some very exotic defenses, um, crafty veterans that'll be able to execute uh, the game plan defensively. Um, I see uh, Patrick Mahomes throwing a couple interceptions, and uh, and Baltimore capitalizing on those. And I actually have them winning um, on a Justin Tucker field goal 2017 uh, late in the game. Um, I think it's going to be that uh, that much of a, a gritty matchup. Dang, man. You and I are close on that on that uh, field goal prediction. So it looks like yeah. we're both riding with the underdog. So I'm looking forward to seeing this game, man. I think it's going to be a good one on both sides of the ball. Now the next matchup I want to move to here is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. This one is a 425 p.m. Eastern time mm -hmm. kickoff. This Prime is time. a good one right here, Jarrell. These are two yes. NFC East teams battling for the division in what has really been the weakest division this season in the NFL. Mm -hmm. The Eagles, 6-6, six and six, Cowboys are 7-5, and five, and they're on a win streak as well. This is in Dallas this time, Jarrell. Do you think the Cowboys beat the Eagles for a second time this season, or do Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson take home the W? Man, this was a very tough one uh, to muster, man, um, just because of the simple fact that um, you know both teams are fighting uh, for, for topping the division. Um, I like both quarterbacks. I love, I, I, and, and as of lately, I like uh, both offensive schemes. Um, I personally want to take. Uh, I personally want to take Dallas, um, just because I think their defense is riding on a high right now. Um, their defense is at home. Um, it's a prime time game um, for the division. 
Um, and, and I just think that they're, I think their linebackers and their defensive line, their front seven is going to be ferocious. Um, I think uh, Carson Wentz has taken some hits uh, this year um, in which Philly thought that they could avoid uh, with their experienced offensive line. But, I mean, defensive, defensive lines have just been, you know, able to take advantage of them. So, um, you know, I, I, I see uh, Gregory getting after uh, – <clears throat> Gregory getting after Peters on the edge. And I'm just excited, man. I, I think Dallas is, Dallas is going to pull this one out. Now, of course, they're coming off that big 13-10 upset victory last Thursday over the Saints where the Cowboys yes. just completely blinked out Drew Brees. And what was a stunner? I mean, this defense, man, you, you look at Dallas's unit – and you got those two stud linebackers and Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith who are playing at an extremely high level. And then he talked about the Cowboys' defensive line. And now you, Jarrell, being an NFL defensive tackle, specializing in your technique, and, and you understand what it takes to be a successful, productive defense alignment at the NFL level. What are some things that Demarcus Lawrence does well for Dallas? Number 90, this guy is... Uh, nicknamed the Tank, he always seems to be disrupting things every Sunday. When you watch him play, what are some things that stand out to you? Um, well, number one is his get off. Uh, he does. He has a very explosive get off on third down, um, and he knows the passing situations. Uh, he understands how to run his games well with the, his defensive tackles, and I mean it looks clean. Um, you know, it's it's very impressive to see his growth and uh, how he's uh, been able to transform. Um, over his over the course of his career um, and, and being with uh, Marinelli down there and the, and the hard nosed coaching that he's been receiving. Um, I mean, he's been able to take off. I mean, their entire defensive line has has playmakers all over the place. Um, Irving, um, you know, all the way to Gregory and uh, and Crawford. I mean, I mean, those guys are, are, are very, uh, very experienced guys rushing the passer. Now, here's one thing I do want to bring up in this matchup. Tyron Smith, the all-pro left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, he's been a little up and down. He's actually been battling a neck stinger, and so he's been yeah. inactive the last couple of games. And now he's expected to return there at the left tackle spot. But Philadelphia, you know, I know they lost their former first-round pick, Derek Barnett, for the season, but they still do have a nice pass rush. I think that's obviously the strength of their team considering – how banged up their secondary is this year. But you look at Brandon Graham, Chris Long, Michael Bennett. You look at Jim Schwartz. I think that Philadelphia is going to try to bring some extra blitz off the edge. Maybe they're going to test Tyron Smith a bit to see how he handles uh, some additional pressure, especially with some athletic linebackers of their own. You got Camus Gruger-Hill, who made headlines himself. Nate Jerry from Nebraska, they moved him to linebacker. So if Philadelphia can get some pressure, maybe even from the right side as Lyle Collins, who's been playing inconsistent this season, I think really that's Philadelphia's only chance of slowing down this revitalized Dallas offense. Absolutely. Uh, their past game in Dallas has, has definitely taken off since the, uh, the acquiring of uh, Cooper. Um, and, uh, you know, their running again, their running game is, has been exceptional. So, I mean, Philadelphia's defensive line is, is they're, they're the key to this entire game. Um, they have to dominate up front, uh, Brandon, uh, 
Sorry, I, I wanted to say Brandon Ingram. I was watching the Lakers. <laughs> but Brandon Graham, um, who actually is a very close friend of mine, uh, Fletcher Cox, um, those guys have to bring it. Um, you know, the crafty veterans and Chris Long and, and Michael Bennett, uh, they have to bring their A game. Um, this is for the division. Um, these guys in Dallas have been riding high lately, um, and they've been winning. And you know how Dallas gets when they start to, to win games. And so uh, you have to – to establish the, the line of scrimmage up front and you have to get, you know, have to let those guys and, and, and Nigel uh, float around and have fun. Um, and so it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see, man. Uh, they have two great defensive lines on both sides playing uh, both office alignment, uh, both office lines are experienced and crafty and it's, it's going to be a tough matchup. One of the main parts of Dallas's success is Ezekiel Elliott. This guy has gone off the last three or four games do you think he eclipses 100 yards from scrimmage against Philadelphia on Sunday? Or do you think the Eagles' stingy defensive line in front seven will be able to keep him under that mark? Well, if we're talking all-purpose yards from scrimmage, I think he'll eclipse 100 yards. I just don't think that he'll be able to eclipse 100 yards rushing. I think their defensive line will be stingy. Um, they're going to be uh, ready to play, and, and they're going to come in uh, – ready to make a statement. So I don't think that he'll be able to eclipse 100 yards rushing, but 100 yards, uh, all-purpose yards from scrimmage, yeah, I think he'll be able to get that. All right. Well, now we'll go ahead and give our game predictions. I'll give mine first here. I'm going to roll with the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're going to get a narrow victory. This is going to be a tight one. I think it'll go down to the last couple of minutes in the fourth quarter. But I give the Cowboys a 29-23 win over the Eagles at home at AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys have been playing their best football this year. In the end, Philadelphia, their secondary being such a weakness is going to end up being their downfall with Cooper and with Michael Gallup, the young rookie who's emerging into a nice addition as well. I think they are able to control the ground game with Dak Prescott, and I think that's enough to give them a win to move to 8-5 and five and really take control of this division. Okay. Uh, well, I understand that pick. Um, I actually, too, I, I too have Dallas winning. Um, I actually have them winning a score of 31 to 27. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I think that both uh, teams defensively are going to play well. They're going to have their shots to win the game. But I also believe that um, – excuse me, the, our door just opened. But I also believe that uh, – I think Doug Peterson is going to come in with a great offensive game plan. Um, you know, with, with this game being uh, – you know, with high stakes in the division, I think that this kind of, this is an all you know a no holds bar type of uh, event. So they're going to pull out all stops, uh, special teams wise, with trick plays uh, offensively, and uh, I definitely think that it's going to be a high scoring matchup. But I do see Dallas pulling it out at the end uh, with a score of thirty one twenty seven. All right, another good one should be fun to watch mid afternoon on Sunday. Now. For the nightcap, man, Drew, I just feel like we have a great slate of games on Sunday. A lot of Absolutely. tight games and a lot of good teams going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. And this one here is the Los Angeles Rams at the Chicago Bears. The Rams, they really clinched the NFC West last week. And they can clinch a first-round bye by defeating Chicago on Sunday night. Although, this is a tough Bears squad that should be getting Mitchell Trubisky back from that shoulder injury. 
and this will be taking place in the Windy City at Soldier Field, so you know that home field advantage to go along with Chicago's defense does give them a chance to win this one. What are your thoughts on this this matchup? Well, personally, um, I understand that there's two good defenses that are uh, going to be playing on Sunday, uh, but I just don't believe that offensively Chicago is going to have enough to stop Aaron Donald. Um, I think interior-wise, with their with their offensive guards, with Long and um, dealing with injuries all year, and and uh, uh, man, Cush and Cushing on the other side, uh, I just don't believe that they'll have enough interior-wise to be able to stop Aaron Donald. And then Dominican Sue uh, from ensuing their will, I mean, to from dominating all day. And I just, um, I believe that it'll be a a, a high scoring matchup uh, because uh, defensively the Rams they give up a lot of points, but they make the plays when they count. Um, but I do, I, I I definitely do see the Rams uh, pulling this one out and continue continuing their success. <laughs> Jared Goff and, and this Rams offense, we all know the firepower they have. Now, last week at Detroit, it looked like the Rams were a little stuck in the water as far as moving the ball consistently. And Aaron Donald, the guy you just talked about, he basically single-handedly won this game for Los Angeles. He was just a dominant presence. And he has 16 and a half sacks on the year and there's been some talk about him being in contention to win the NFL MVP award because he's just been that good. And so I understand that blocking him and Sue is going to be a tall task for Chicago's makeshift offensive line. But I almost feel like Mitchell Trubisky, who's returning to the lineup, he's got some, some things going with his outside weapons, Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, and then Trey Burton, the tight end, and Tariq Cohen, man. I mean, how about that guy? He's been really good for Chicago in both the run and the pass game. So I am sensing an upset for this Bears team to take it to the Los Angeles Rams. Just like you mentioned, Jarrell, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. You know, both defenses are good. They have a lot of talent. Khalil Mack for the Bears, Roquan Smith. But I, I just have a gut feeling that being at home, playing in front of those fans on Sunday night primetime, Matt Nagy's bunch may be able to spoil the Rams' chance at clinching that first-round bye. Man, it, it, it would be great to see. Um, it would be great for the sport of, uh, for football. And um, I, I definitely would love to see that. I just I personally just think that the Rams have something that, you know, every team has, which is, you know, a dominant presence at every position in football, uh, you know, on the field. Um, and they have, uh, you know, guys that they can rely on at, at various times throughout the game to make plays. And so I just think Aaron Donald is so dominant that they can't, you know, they just cannot stop, you know, what he's bringing to the table inside. And and, um, and I definitely think they'll be able to to inflict their will, you know, impose their will, if you would say. So um, I actually have the Rams winning 34 to 31. I mean, 34 to 31. Uh, but I, I think it could it could be what it could be a higher scoring game than that, man, because I mean, both both offenses uh, have the ability to put up big numbers. Yeah, and I'm right there along the same lines with it being a high-scoring game, except I'm rolling with the Bears in this one. 
33 to 24 over the Rams. Mm. I think mm. I think Trubisky gets three touchdown passes with the help of Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen in the run game. And then how about Khalil Mack, a strip sack, calling that as well. We'll see how true that is. But I just uh, I think Chicago has the DNA. They have the personnel to win this game over a Rams team that you also have to remember, Jarrell, they're not used to playing up in the north coming from California. So you know Jared Goff's a California quarterback, and so playing in those frigid temperatures could have an impact for him. Now, Todd Gurley, I think that guy's still going to churn out a lot of yards. That guy's you know one of the best in the league. But give me the Chicago Bears in a tight one. You taking them? Okay, we'll see, man. It'll be an interesting matchup, man. I mean, the highest-paid players in deep on defense uh, going up against each other, and it's it's very, very uh, interesting game to see. All right, man. Well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and roll through the rest of the matchups here and give our picks like we always do. So let's go with the first one. New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills, your former team. This Bills defense continues to play really well. Sam Darnold is back in the lineup for the Jets. Who do you have in this game? I have the Buffalo Bills winning this one. Uh, a score of 21 to 14. Um, it's going to be very cold up there in uh, in Buffalo. It's a very different type of temperature from the city of New York compared to Buffalo, New York. And uh, I think that this guy is going to be uh, very, uh, uh, very surprised to, uh, as far as the conditions that they'll be able to play in up there. So um, I've got I got Buffalo winning 21 to 14. Yeah, give me the Bills as well. 20 to 10 over the Jets. I think they shut down Sam Darnold. That defense puts together another good performance. Next game here. New Orleans at Tampa Bay, a rematch. Jarrell, you're a part of the team that went into New Orleans mm -hmm. and won in week number one. Now, mm -hmm. now Jameis Winston is the quarterback. They're playing at home. The defense is playing a lot better under Mark Duffner. Who wins this game? Man, this is an interesting matchup uh, because uh, Tampa Bay, um, their defensive line is, is very good and experienced, and they were able to do, do uh, some good things in the very first matchup. Um, but it's going to come down to Tampa Bay getting turnovers. Um, if Tampa Bay can, can can get turnovers like they did in the first matchup, then they'll have success. Um, but I actually have uh, I actually have New Orleans winning um, a score of thirty one to uh, twenty four. Um, I think it's going to be uh, you know as far as the touchdowns being scored, um, I think Tampa Bay is going to be able to keep up offensively. Uh, but I think uh, Tampa Bay is going to be able to turn the ball over. Uh, they turn the ball over too easy. So um, I see uh, I see New Orleans winning 31 to 24. Yeah, I have the Saints winning 38 to 27. I think this is a high scoring game. But Drew Brees and, and that high powered offense will break away in the fourth quarter and win by double digits. Next game here, the New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots are playing good football as they typically do this time of the year against the Miami team that at 6-6 six and six is looking to keep their playoff hopes alive. Do you think the Dolphins have any chance at beating the Patriots? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, I think, um, you know, as we've seen with this matchup earlier in the year, when the Dolphins play, the Dolphins play uh, the Patriots, man. It's it's like it's like a it's like a like a meat factory, man. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I think the Patriots are gonna put up big numbers again. Um, as long as Tom Brady can stay uh, 
you know, clean all day, then I, I think that they're going to blow them out. I think it's going to be a score of uh, – I have them winning 34-17. to 17. All right. Yeah, I'm with you here. This is, I think, a lopsided matchup. I got the Patriots winning 27-17, to 17, a 10-point win for the Patriots. I think they get the job done. And then how about uh, this matchup? Another good one, Indianapolis at Houston. Now, the Texans escaped Indianapolis with an overtime win earlier this season and have won nine straight, while the Colts are coming off a loss. Do you think the Colts and Andrew Luck can halt that win streak? Man, this is a this is a very interesting matchup um, because Andrew Luck has been playing phenomenal. Um, he's been playing exceptional um, as well as as well as the Texans defense. Um, but I actually have Houston winning this game. I, I have them getting to a ten game win streak, um, and I just uh, I have them uh, creating some turnovers in this game. So. Um, I actually think it's going to be a lot closer than what people what people are going to think. Uh, I actually have Houston winning twenty four to twenty one. Our scores are pretty close, except I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts with the upset twenty three to twenty over the Texans. Ooh. I think Luck, okay. Eric Ebron, T. Y. Hilton, and this defense with Darius Leonard, that rookie edge rusher. I think he creates some noise there and gets the win for the Indianapolis Colts. So that's another good one to monitor on Sunday. Now, Carolina at Cleveland. The Panthers are on a losing streak. They go take on the Browns and Baker Mayfield. Who are you picking in this game? Uh, This also was a tough one um, because Cleveland lost last week, if I'm not not mistaken. Yeah, Uh, they did. Yeah, so I mean they, I mean they got annihilated last week. So uh, it's tough to say, man. I mean both teams are, are coming off losses. Um, I know Carolina has uh, some crafty veterans, and I, I think uh, it'll be good uh, being in a stadium um, where it's not your own fans, you know. And it, so I think uh, I actually have Carolina winning this one. Um, I think it's going to be a very close, close game, um, and, and I have them winning at a score of seventeen to fourteen. Yeah, I got Carolina winning a tight one, 26-21. I wanted to pick the Browns in this one, but I just think that Cam Newton and this desperate Carolina team, I think they're going to play with another sense of urgency, and I think that'll push them over the top just a little bit. Now, how about this one? Atlanta at Green Bay. These are two NFC teams that we all thought should have been in playoff contention. They're obviously not. Mike McCarthy was fired. Do you think the Packers can win one at Lambeau, or do they drop a second one at home? I actually have the Packers playing inspired football. Um, I think Atlanta's going to come up there. It's going to be cold. Uh, They already understand their season is pretty much over. Uh, I have them winning. I I have Green Bay uh, dominating this game uh, at a score of 21-7. 21 to 7. You think uh, Green Bay's going to shut down Matty Ice in this Falcons offense? Well, I think I think they'll be able to come out. Um, I think Atlanta will score on their first um, one or two drives. Um, but I think after the script, the scripted plays kind of go out the window and you have to kind of call designated plays and play football. Um, I think it'll just be uh, too rigid as far as the temperature, uh, the, the, the conditions to be able to, to pull out anything uh, successfully. So, um, I just have them winning twenty-one to seven. Um, Aaron Rodgers is is Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I always think he's gonna you know score twenty-one to twenty-eight points a game. Um, we'll have to see how guys uh, feel about 
uh, playing on Sunday, um, you know, now that Mike McCarty's out the, the front door, um, there's a lot of relationships that go out the front door with him as well. So it's going to be interesting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how these how these guys respond. Yeah, and I can see that point. Except I'm going to go on the opposite end of the spectrum. I have Atlanta winning 30-28 to over Green Bay. I think Green Bay, that defense, and, and as Atlanta is too, their defenses, I think both sides are banged up. A lot of key players missing. I think Atlanta does enough offensively to escape with a narrow victory. Now, Denver at San Francisco, I'm going to take the Broncos to win 24-13. to I think they're playing good football. I know they lost Emmanuel Sanders, unfortunately, but I think they have a good enough defense and formula to beat the Niners. What about you? Yeah, I actually have them winning a score of 24 to 10. Um, I think that uh, Lindsey's been playing exceptional. Um, he's he's running the ball phenomenally. Uh, Case Keenum and those guys uh, be able to, to, to get some things done. Um, they have to find some weapons outside uh, with the loss of Emmanuel Sanders and, you know, obviously with the trade of Demarius Thomas. They're going to have to uh, try to find, uh, you know, a home run hitter uh, offensively. Uh, um, in the past game. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how they respond. And so um, otherwise you can keep running Lindsay how they've been doing. <laughs> right, man. That, that, guy's... But, that guy's a stud. Now he's been, I mean, he's phenomenal. I mean, his story, his story is amazing. Um, you know, being an undrafted free agent. And um, I mean, it's, it's, it's great to see guys, uh, you know, put in the time and the work and the effort um, and, and to be able to come out on top. Right. Yeah, well, well, for sure, what he's doing is, is something unique, and for sure, I think Denver will get that win. Now we got four more here for you: Detroit at Arizona. Both of mm-hmm. these teams out of the playoffs. Arizona coming off a win. Uh, do you like their chances to uh, get another one against Matthew Stafford? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be a score thirteen to ten. Um, you know, I understand Matthew Stafford can, you know. Uh, throw the ball every which way. Um, but I think Chandler Jones and those guys and, and uh, hit their ability to get to the passer, uh, it's going to be, able, it's going to be uh, overwhelming um, for, for, for De- Detroit's offensive line. So I have them winning at a score of 13 to 10. I'm right there with you. I have the Cardinals winning 21 to 17 over the Lions. As you just talked about, uh, Detroit, their offensive line, they lost TJ Lang earlier this season. And Arizona's defense, man, I mean, they're stout. They got a lot of good players there Marcus Golden and, of course, Patrick Peterson and all those guys. So I think they're able to generate some turnovers and they get another victory. Pittsburgh at Oakland, the Raiders, they're playing another home game and they get to host the Steelers on Sunday, who, by the way, uh, are reeling at the moment, and James Conner will not be available to play. I still think Pittsburgh gets it done, thirty-one to twenty. How about yourself? Uh man, this is going to be a very interesting matchup. Um, tough one, man. Um, tough one. Oh man. Um. I don't know, man. It's going to be a tough one. I'm trying to, I I, kind of, I still had a question mark by this one on the paper. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, especially because Oakland, they, they played Kansas city pretty tight last week. Yeah. uh... Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's hard to say, man. I mean, 
uh, Oakland, I mean, they, they need, they need some inspiration and, you know, the Steelers are coming in. This is a hard, hardened, uh, rivalry, um, you know, since the, I mean, I don't know, beginning of the time. I mean, there's so many Steelers fans, Raiders fans. Um, I mean, hopefully they can play some inspired, um, inspired football, uh, but I just I, I see the Steelers being able to pull this one out late. Um, I think that they'll be able to win this or score twenty four to seventeen. Um, I just want I, I just want to throw that one out there. Like you know, that's one of the ones that I had question mark just because the Raiders play tough. You know I mean, they're I mean they haven't won any games, but I mean you know to an extent at home they still do play tough, man. They still want to honor those fans, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I can understand that point, especially because they know their their games in Oakland are numbered because they're getting ready for that move to Vegas. So yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it seems like it's a big. It, I mean, if you really think about it, it seems like it's a big needy, like a big hoax. Like, I mean, to get the number one pick and and then you're opening a new stadium and it's kind of <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I don't, I don't I kind of think about those things sometimes like that. Yeah, man. No, no, I get you. I get you. I think that'll be an, an interesting one and, and one per a potential upset. So I can see your point there. Now, two more for you. The Giants at the Redskins. Mark Sanchez is now the quarterback for the Redskins. Man, I don't think a team has had as many injuries as Washington this year. Colt McCoy, their backup to Alex Smith, went down last Monday night, and now it's Mark Sanchez's time. They're playing at home against Eli Manning and the Giants. I'm going to take the Giants in this one, dude. I think uh, they got enough on offense and defense. Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham, I think they squeak out with a 24-20 victory to basically officially end the Redskins' playoff chances. Man, uh, I actually too uh, have the Giants winning, but I think it's going to be a closer score of seventeen to fourteen. Um, I just I see Mark Sanchez being able to to uh, move the chains here and there. Um, you know, as long as he's not playing at MetLife, I think he always has a chance to be successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, I think you know Adrian Peterson to be able to run the football, they'll have some success there. Um, the Giants defensively, um, you know, they're not anything intimidating, but um, I think Adrian Peterson will be able to have some success there um, running the football. Um, but I have the Giants winning 17 to 14. Um, you know, the Giants have, have been playing pretty, pretty, pretty good offensively and, and keeping games close. Um, you know, as far as as far as I can see, they're right there um, as far as how they, you know, when it comes to wins and losses. Um, but it's just about the culture change for them, and they'll and they'll definitely uh, need it this offseason. Right on. Now, the last game before we end this episode, Cincinnati at the Los Angeles Chargers. Phillip Rivers is playing at an incredibly high level. Melvin Gordon doesn't look like he will be playing, but Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, they're, they're filling in pretty well. I think the Chargers win this one in a landslide. They'll be facing Jeff Driscoll, no AJ Green. I got them winning 34 to 16. I think this will be the most lopsided game of Sunday slate. How about yourself? Man, I actually have them winning um, in a score of uh, 37 to 21. And uh, I got him blowing him out. Um, I think Phillip Rivers is going to light up the scoreboard. Um, I mean, he's exceptional. He's one of the, he's probably the most underrated quarterback in the National Football League. 
Um, with just what he's able to do with the, the, the guys that they give him. And now he's finally been able to to acquire the, the proper weapons to be successful and and uh, to be able to give his team a chance. Um, you know, uh, the key to success, great quarterback play, uh, great pass rush, um, and a great run game. So, um, you know, they have all three of those things, and, and uh, Anthony Lynn has those guys riding on a high right now. So, um, I have those guys blowing them out. Yeah, and I and I know you just talked about Phillip Rivers, and I kind of want him to have a big game because I got him in fantasy this week. So I hope he can uh, put together a nice stat line there against Cincinnati's mm-hmm. defense. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. Again, Jarrell, man, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you got a whole lot on your plate. So, uh, again, I really do appreciate this time that we are able to chat some football on Fridays. So take care. Enjoy the weekend with your family and hope to uh, get you on again sometime in the future. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me on. It's always a pleasure to be on your show, man. Um, I love to be able to chop it up, talk football, uh, and, and uh, just be able to stay around the game and uh, keep my mind sharp. So um, I appreciate you having me on. All right, bro. Well, take care and God bless. Thank you. You too, man. All right. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.